Oh, my sweet friends, I try to find quiet pockets of time to record these things for you, but it just doesn't always work out. This episode is full of so many great, wonderful, insightful tips, and there's just so many truth bombs being dropped. But the whole first half, my senior dog is having a fit, and she just won't stop yipping in the other room and I didn't think we could hear her and then finally there's some nice parts in the middle where there's no interruptions and then right towards the end one of my kids is howling in the other room and I did not know that it was going to be in the audio until it hit the editing process so (laughs) enjoy telling us to enjoy it while they're young. But our days are filled with chaos and stress and cooking and endless laundry piles. Where's the time to enjoy anything? Yeah, that's what I always thought too. There's so much I have to do. When do I find time for peace and joy and happiness when I barely have time to sleep? Mama, it's time for a shift. You can be a happy mom. Yeah, it's possible. If I can, you can. Trust me. I've been a mess. I've been depressed. I've been overwhelmed. I've been to the bottom of the pits. And I've risen. I've grown. I've bloomed. And it all started when I realized I didn't have to anything. I get to. It is my privilege and my honor and my divine responsibility to be the queen of my home. It's not a burden. I'm not the janitor and the lunch lady. I'm in charge. I'm the ruler. I'm the chaos coordinator. I'm the calm in the storm. I don't have to anything. I get to. So do you. So let's rise, mamas. Adjust your crown. Accept your responsibility and change the effing world. It's all in the way you choose to see it. You're listening to I Get To, the podcast with Brittany Clarkson. That's me. Hello, friend. Thanks for joining me here today. Today might be a short, quick little pep talk for you. Today we're talking about embracing ease without guilt. Okay, it's more than a pep talk. It's definitely a how-to. I toyed with the idea of letting things be easy for a very long time. I really, really like the idea of letting things be easy. But also, I dealt with overcoming guilt at the same time. I was overwhelmed by guilt And it would lead to more stress, which led into more anxiety attacks, which led into feelings of worthlessness and amplified the depression that I struggled with for such a long time because I was trying to let things be easy instead of overcomplicating them, which led to stress, which led to guilt because I was not showing up everywhere I needed to show up. I wasn't doing everything I needed to do because I was making everything more complicated and adding a thousand extra things to my to-do list 
So the guilt was there anyway. <laughs> so today I'm going to let you in on some of what I've figured out on embracing the ease without the guilt. Okay. Uh, one main example of how guilt would come in was when I tried to make dinner time easier, I would always feel guilty. Like I realized it was a problem when I was pulling out or when I had frozen lasagna in the freezer, not even like from the store frozen, like I had made it from scratch and put it in the freezer a couple weeks before because I'd made a double batch on one night so that I could have another one later and let it be easy when I put it in. And one night I was just breaking my back to make dinner and my husband's like, well, why didn't you just cook the lasagna that's in the freezer? And I'm like, because that's cheating. I'm not really making you a fresh home-cooked dinner if I pull that out of the freezer, am I? And he's like, yeah, but you cooked it already. Like you did cook it and you don't have to be making these complicated like He's like, you don't have to cook dinner like that though. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Blown away because I'd been breaking my back to make dinner every night for so long, feeling guilty anytime it didn't come out right, feeling guilty anytime I cut corners and let something be easier than it had to be, um, or anytime I didn't make it more complicated than it had to be really. And that's when my husband was just like so confused. And he's like, I don't care how much work you put into dinner. Excuse me? Like, <laughs> I will never like forget this moment of figuring out that I was stressing so hard about making this like perfect like Betty Crocker dinner and he didn't care. He just like wanted dinner when he got home because he knew he'd be hungry after work. He's like, I just don't want to be the one. He just didn't want to be the one to have to make dinner. It didn't bother him if I let dinner be easy to make. And I felt relief, but I also felt so dumb that I let that be such a source of stress for such a long time. Now, between this dinner time revelation and some very intense pep talks from Ali Casaza, who was uh, mentoring me and guiding me through decluttering my home <clears throat> in her signature course, Your Uncluttered Home, which I am still personally working through, but highly recommend also. Um, <laughs> but through some of her pep talks of let it be easy, stop overcomplicating your life, um, and realizing that your purpose is so much bigger than all the small mundane pieces. Don't let all the small mundane pieces steal your joy and steer you away from your purpose. So that's what I want to share with you today. How I embraced the ease and overcame the guilt between these two scenarios. It was powerful change for me. So how do we do this? Well, we've been conditioned to believe that life is hard. And when you're looking for things to be hard, they will be. 
if you decide life is beautiful and you decide to let life be beautiful, you will start to see beauty everywhere you go. Start to see the blessing in everything you're considering a burden. Okay, don't go perverting your blessings into burdens. Don't mistake your privilege as a punishment. Okay, for me, letting things be easy when it comes to home, uh, like home maintenance, home care, home cleaning, all the chores, I struggled with that for such a long time because in my head, I thought it had to be difficult. I had to be behind on this. It, it could not be easy. Um, I struggled with this with my style and fashion because I thought it had to be perfectly curated and perfected or it needed to be like, I just needed to look like a hot mess if it wasn't going to be, you know, magazine perfect. Like if I wasn't going to look like the mannequin at the store, then I might as well just be wearing leggings and a big baggy sweatshirt and let my hair be in a messy, ugly bun because I'm not going to look like I stepped out of a magazine. So, you know, all or nothing thinking, right? It's all got to be perfect or nothing. So that's one way that you overcomplicate things and resist the ease is believing that perfection has to happen when you could just let it be. Let it be as it is. Let life be beautiful. It does not have to be perfect. It does not have to be complicated. Things can be simple and beautiful at the same time. So the greatest way to combat this ease and guilt balance is to realize your life is not in the mundane bits. Your purpose isn't to keep up with the mundane. Your purpose is greater than that. That's maybe a byproduct of your purpose or a symptom of your purpose. Um, Your purpose is bigger than that. Like even if you're, I'm putting air quotes around this just to stay at home mom, your purpose is bigger than cooking, cleaning dishes, laundry, cleaning up the mess your child just made. That's not your purpose. Your purpose is a stay-at-home mom is maintaining and managing the entire household. It's, it's being there for your kids 24-7, which can be incredibly exhausting. It's balancing your own self-care with caring for everyone else under your roof while caring for your roof too. It's a lot. Okay. And the purpose is up to you, whether that purpose is that you are remembered for love, or if that purpose is simply that you raise children who fill in the blank, whatever kind of child you want to raise, whatever kind of hospitality you wish to show others, whatever that family environment you want to raise your kids in, that's that's your purpose. That's your power because you're the one in control of that. And you get to decide you get to make those decisions on how you live life and how you steward your family and 
what kind of family environment and dynamics you want to promote. You get to decide that. Hey, Mama. If you're feeling lost in a mess of motherhood and chaos, let me tell you about this thing that happened to me. I was having a major depressive episode when the most hectic and stressful day came at me. I was feeling so broken and defeated. I felt so unworthy of these beautiful children who depended on me. I couldn't even depend on myself. I was sad. I was miserable. I wanted out of this life. Then it dawned on me in this spiritual kismet kind of way. I have all the tools I need to make my life better. I know how to do it. I know how to not be depressed. I know how to not be stressed. Yet here I am not doing the things I know I need to do. Mama, I know you've got the answers you need to. But just in case you're having a hard time finding them, I put together the Happy Mom Brain Workbook so you can learn this process that I used for internal healing just the same way that I did it. This is what helped me learn to be a happy mom. And I'm so honored to share it with you. The Happy Mom Brain is available at BrittanyClarkson.com or just follow the link on the top of the page. I'm going to share with you now three ways to be intentional today. Okay. Because a life without intention is like drifting in the sea without a map or a compass. And you might be moving great distances. You might be putting in hours every single day paddling. You're exhausting yourself. But if you don't know where you're going, you will never get there. You're burning energy and getting nowhere if you don't have intention. So here we are today setting that intention. All right, if we set your intention, you realize your purpose. Those mundane things stop taking center stage. All right, the mundane, the bits and pieces that you're struggling to let be easy and you're giving them all your focus, letting them be the stars, they are not the main character. Put them in their place. They can be easy. They can be simple. They are supporting characters to your purpose. Put your purpose in the main character role. You are the director, by the way, if you're not picking that up on that metaphor. So the three ways to be more intentional today. This is straight out of the Happy Mom Brain book, by the way. (laughs) Step number one is to set the intent. All right. And this is different for everyone. It's specific to you and to your heart. But ask these questions. What kind of mom, wife, woman do you want to be? What can you do every day to fulfill those hopes? What needs to happen? Attention, intention can vary from day to day. Some days lining up with your lifelong goals and dreams. Some days it's a step towards your goal. And some days the intent needs to be specific in that day. Something like to rest and recover so that you can continue on track. Or sometimes your goal is to act, your intention for the day is to actually absolutely crush the day as opposed to resting. We can still put heart and meaning into those days. A day of rest is not a day wasted. 
Okay, a day rested is not a day wasted. You must rest on this journey. It is a tall and winding staircase. You cannot make it in in one go. Rest is purposeful. Rest is powerful. Let that be part of your intentions every day. Number two, limit your distractions. It's easy to start your day with intent in mind, but often as we go about the day and chaos pulls us in too many directions, and by dinner time we've forgotten who we set out to be, we lay down to sleep and wonder where did the day go? What was even the point? There's a lot of unavoidable chaos in our days, especially when you have littles in your home. But there's also a lot of distractions we can work to limit. Turn off the TV and put limits on your social media apps. Be present in today and be present with those around you. It's as Bob Goff says, be where your feet are. Say no to the reluctant obligations. If you don't want to be there, don't. Okay, let someone who wants that job have the opportunity to take it. Sometimes that can be really difficult to do. But cut and cut the clutter and start a toy rotation. Less to clean up means more time and energy to enjoy making the mess. That's right. You could actually watch your children make a mess in your living room and smile about it. You can let them have fun when they don't have a million toys all at one time that they can dump on the floor. Um, I don't actually do a toy rotation anymore because that failed epically. What we started doing was a toy library. So they have a small amount of toys that are each in their own care in their bedrooms. They have a small amount that are like living room toys. It's really just all the Toy Story characters. And then like a big gymnastics mat and some, some of the big soft blocks that they can build with. But things that are super easy to clean up, they don't get overwhelmed with. Everything that is tons of bits and pieces, we keep that all in a locked cabinet and they can only get out one category of bits and pieces at a time. Either they're playing Legos or they're playing race cars or they're playing trains. They're never playing all of them at the same time because that sucks to clean up. I hate it. Hate it. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. Our number three point is to practice gratitude. Focusing on what's going right teaches our brain to spend less time and energy dwelling on what's not right. It sounds silly, but be positive is a scientific breakthrough. We see what we are looking for. When we begin our days by writing out a short list of gratitude, we train our brain to think of all our blessings first thing in the morning. It becomes a habit that seeps into the rest of our day causing an overall positive attitude and keeping all the little things from distracting you from your purpose and throwing out your intentions. Set your intention and own your day. Don't let your days determine your life. Let your life determine your days. Maybe you already know what you want your life to look like, to be about, to mean. Begin thinking about that as you complete this intentional living exercise. I'll walk you through the exercise too. So what is the intent for your life? What's the intent for today? What are your key values? Those are some questions to ponder. If you're struggling to set the intent 
for your life. Imagine this. Have you done the funeral exercise before? You imagine that you're walking into a funeral. Everyone that you love is there. Everyone you've who's been important in your life is there at this funeral. And as you walk up to the casket, you realize it's your funeral. And as each one of your loved ones gets up to speak on the microphone, what are you right now hoping that they say about you? What is it that you want everyone to remember you for? What's your legacy that you want to leave behind? That is your intention in life. The number one thing you want to be remembered about. That's the intention. Okay. Back to your intentional living exercises here. We ask the questions, what is your intent for your life? What are your key values? What distractions stop you from living out these intentions? And in what ways are you living intentionally? How are your views or how are your values reflected into your day? Once again, friend, you don't have to let guilt get in the way. You don't have to overcomplicate. You can let life be easy and let life be beautiful. Just let life be. Thank you so much for listening today. If you could do me a quick little favor and rate and review this podcast, that would mean so, so much to me. And also, if you could screenshot the episode you're listening to and share it on your social media so that other mamas can find the same episodes and learn the same things you've learned, that would mean so much to me, so much to the whole world. Thank you so much for making the world a better place.